Hi, it's Robin McMahon here. I'm the host of Parenting Our Future. And if you're listening to this podcast, I want to thank you so much for being here. I also want you to know that I'm a former angry mom. I used to yell and rage and threaten and punish my kids because I wasn't getting the cooperation or the behavior that I felt I should be getting. And I struggled for many years, not knowing how to change or knowing what to do differently. It wasn't until I found the world of peaceful parenting that I learned why my kids acted the way they did and also why I was so angry and triggered. I was able to heal my anger and leave my triggers behind so that I could focus on being the calm and confident parent I always expected myself to be. I can tell you that feeling connected to your kids is the best feeling in the world. My two boys are teenagers now, and we have a strong relationship that is rooted in deep connection. And where there is connection, there's cooperation. Parenting is the most important job we do, but it's the hardest job we do. And we do it without understanding the fundamentals of the way our kids grow and develop. We do it without knowing the way their brains work or what their behavior is actually really telling us. So it's no wonder it's so hard. And it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to say, this is harder than I thought it would be. And that's where I come in. I can help you and I can support you so that you can have the cooperation and enjoy being a parent. You can book a free call with me on my website, parentingforconnection.com. And if you want to download my free guide, how to turn a no into cooperation, go to triggerfreeparents.com. I really hope you enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. It's Robin McMahon here. I'm so happy to have you back. And we're really talking to moms today. I have the most wonderful guest who I consider a friend. Her name is Lauren Golden. And I love the last name Golden. It so speaks to who she is and what she's all about. She is Golden, but she's also the fearless leader of the Free Mama Movement. This is a thriving community of over 38,000 people. And her mission is simple, to ensure that no mother ever has to choose between family and financial freedom. Oh, I love it. Lauren is also a number one international best-selling author of her book, The Free Mama, How to Work from Home, Control Your Schedule, and Make More Money. I love it so much. And an award-winning business owner of a multi-million dollar company whose multitude of experience has made her a popular choice for guest speaking events. And she's spoken in front of thousands of people, including for Tony Robbins and Russell Brunson. Holy cow. I am just so happy you're here. And I can't believe it's taken so long to get you here. Welcome, Lauren. I am so excited to be here. Um, Robin and I were reminiscing that we actually met at the very beginning of the pandemic. And I mean, like, like it was on the news, everything shut down. And then all of a sudden we were like on a zoom call with a group of a small group of women in business and had never met before. And I just, I still feel like we kind of carried each other through those first few months. And I'm just grateful to be reconnected and chat about all things business and parenting today. Yeah, it was such a crazy time. And I remember Bonnie Kelly, who's been on my podcast twice, uh, the 50th episode, the 56th episode, we talked about forgiveness and she is such a magical human herself. She introduced us. And I remember all of the dates that she had booked for speaking and all sort of came off the calendar. And we were all just like, what is this? what is this? Right. So it was, 
a lot's changed between now and then. So we'll, we'll catch up as we, as we drop some massive value, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. So I said, we're talking about moms. Let's just talk about you first. So what brought you to this world of entrepreneurship and, you know, and that sort of ties into my next question, which is what is the free mama movement? Yeah. Um, I always say that I'm an accidental entrepreneur because the truth is motherhood brought me into entrepreneurship. Um, I don't know that I ever would have started a business, you know, in hindsight, looking back to my childhood, there were certainly some seeds and tendencies there. And in my book that you mentioned, I actually start the book talking about my very first business endeavor, which was, um, there was a lead up to this, but I actually sold beer on a golf course at like eight years old. You'll have to check out my book for the whole story. Um, but I made a few hundred dollars one summer. I had to pay my dad back for inventory, had no idea I was doing anything wrong. I was blissfully ignorant at the time. Um, but so the, the desire, I think the entrepreneurial spirit, the kind of the idea of seeing a problem and finding the solution and having this transaction of value for money. Like that was always something kind of inside of me, but it wasn't something as I grew into adulthood, that was really on my radar. I was successful as a student. I did all the things you quote unquote are supposed to do. You know, I went to school, I got good grades. I went to college, I got a degree, I got a job and I was making, you know, a very humble (laughs) salary. Um, and living a very mediocre life, living paycheck to paycheck, but I didn't know that it could be different. I just thought this is what we do. Uh, but it wasn't until I became a mom, my oldest just turned 10 this year. So we're talking a decade now, um, that kind of the rumblings of needing something different, something specific to me, something that matched my goals and my values was really planted. Um, and I didn't do anything with it right away, Robin. Like I just, I knew, I knew I wanted to work. I knew I was driven. I had always been ambitious and I knew that a nine to five was making me feel guilty and bad as a parent. I knew that Mm -hmm. not being there for my daughter didn't feel good, but I didn't know how to reconcile these things until two years later, my son was born there two exactly two years apart. Um, and that's when I was kind of like, all right, I, I can't do this. Like I'm, I'm burning at both ends. My husband is literally neglected at this point. He is bottom of the totem pole. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm failing at work. I feel like I'm failing at home. And that's when my adventure of Googling how to make money from home began. Um, I tried a whole lot of things before I got into the world of freelancing. Um, and that was, you know, eight years ago. And I still, to this day, I've seen a lot of stuff on the internet. I've lived a lot of business life at this point. And I still think being a service provider online remotely, which is basically what freelancing is. I still think that it is the most sustainable, fastest way to earning a living on your own, being self-employed. Um, there's a lot of ways to make money. I still very much believe that freelancing is the safest, most reliable, quickest path to success in that regard. So we'll dive into that. But, um, that was like 2014, 15, that I started my own journey. I started as a social media manager. That was kind of my gateway into this online world. I evolved and did a lot of different things, but about two years later, I was living a pretty good life. Um, I was out earning my previous income from my nine to five job. Um, I was able to work around my kids. I had made a lot of mistakes. Like it wasn't an easy two years to get there, but I kind of looked around and I was kind of like, wow, like 
I am a lot freer than I used Mm -hmm. to be. And it was around that time that I got, you know, some people call it a calling or a purpose Mm -hmm. or, you know, this idea of wanting more for me, it was really like this realization of like, what if this wasn't actually about me? Like, that's how I remember it. It was like, Mm -hmm. what if I was supposed to do this? Because I'm supposed to teach other moms how to do this. Like, I'm not the only person Googling how to work from home. Like millions of people are looking for this answer. And I was kind of the first of my group of friends to become a mom and get married and do all that stuff in my twenties. And I'm looking around and now I had friends who were struggling with the same thing I had been struggling with. And so that's kind of where the free mom movement came from was this, this shift from this internal focus of like, I'm overwhelmed and I'm suffering and I don't know what the solution is. But when I found the solution, my perspective really turned outward of like, how do I bring this to other people? Um, and that was kind of the catalyst for, for what I still do today. There's been a big evolution, but um, yeah, of course, yeah. That was the start. yeah. Well, I love it. And I love your passion and energy for it. And knowing you, I know how good you are at it as well. And so what you, you know, I just want to go back to what you said, right? Like you, you motherhood brought you here, but you did sort of the typical air quotes, uh, you know, like I'm going to go to school, then I'm going to go to university, then I'm going to get married, then I'm going to have a kid. And then your life screeches to a halt, almost like, oh, now I have a kid. Now I have a child and life does change for us, whether we like it or not our perspective changes, our values change. And so that was the first invitation. And then you had your son. um, And, and I love what you're talking about with freelancing, because I see a lot of articles about that. And that's also one of the reasons why the great resignation has been happening as well, because people are saying, look, I can have more freedom doing something else. And by the way, my company is hiring freelancers and they look like they have a better work to life ratio than I do. And people are tired of not being able to come home for, for dinner, be there for dinner, not being able to go to their, their, their child's sports day or, you know, hot lunch or whatever it is. Right. And it feels like, why can't I have both. Why can't I have a great living, do the work that I love and be the mom I always wanted to be the parent I always wanted to be. Yeah. You touched on something really important and that's how much just, so the free mama movement will turn five this year. Um, and just in the last two years, because of the pandemic, the environments really changed. You know, when I first started, most women didn't even know what freelancing was. And if they did, they didn't realize that it was accessible to them. They had maybe heard of freelance photographers, or they thought you had to like write code or be like insanely tech savvy and whatever. And like, there's actually a lot of area in between that's extremely accessible. And at the end of the episode today, we're going to give you something that will hopefully enlighten you to how you can get into freelancing very, very quickly. Um, one of the reasons that I'm so passionate about it, Robin is the barrier for entry is almost non-existent. You don't need a certification. You don't need a degree. Um, you need a computer and Wi-Fi access. And I've even had students start from their phone or a tablet if they don't have access to a laptop or computer. And when you think about now that things have opened up again, there are libraries like you can, it's about being resourceful and asking yourself, like, how can I get started? But today, almost everybody can find access to those things. And that's really all you need in order to be successful and start getting some revenue coming in. Um, and so I love that because it's not like you've got to go order a bunch of inventory selling e-commerce yeah. or like have this live, but like there's actually 
I mean, there are things to learn, especially as you grow and you want to increase your, your earning potential, but to get started, it, it, it is so accessible to so many people. Um, but now post pandemic, like you mentioned the great resignation, like mm. freelancing has become, especially more specifically virtual assistants, which is where the majority of my students begin because it doesn't require a specialized skill set Like some of the other services that you'll hear about, um, it's, it, it's, it's a really great place to start. And now this is language that people are a lot more familiar and comfortable with because everybody who maybe had a brick and mortar did all of these things pre-pandemic, those businesses even had to figure out how to get online. If you had a company that had never had a remote employee, all of a sudden these things became non-negotiable. I've been on Zoom forever. And now all of a sudden my mom's on zoom, like everybody knows it now. And so you actually have a leg up. There are things that I had to teach three to five years ago that now are part of our everyday life. And it might've been uncomfortable as you were learning it, but how much gratitude can we have now that like, we're just one step closer to being able to figure this whole thing out. Yeah. Uh, so true. And I can't wait to, to talk about the skills checklist because you literally have 99 yeah. When we first made it, it was like, you know, that like 99 problems, but okay. it was kind of the same thing. It was like 99 skills. There's no excuse not to get started. That's right. Anyway. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. I know it's really good. And, uh, and so, you know, I think that there is a level of fear from anybody, right. That you will, you know, to leave the job, the security, the pension, the, all that stuff. And look, I did it too. I was lucky enough that I got a buyout. That's how I was able to start my business. So I was very lucky in the way that I left my corporate career. And I want to talk to you about that. So do you, what do you do? Uh, and what do you suggest that if, 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 if I were somebody starting from scratch, right? Like many of your new, new free mamas are. Yep. Should we do this as a side hustle first? Then do we make the break? How do you make the break? You know, how do you scale it? Like all that kind of stuff. Tell me. Well, I'm going to put scaling on pause because that's a very, very different question. So we'll, we'll put that on pause for now. So okay. let's talk about actually leaving your job because this is interesting. Like whether it's something that stalls you from even getting started because you can't fathom it, or I have students who they are, they've got their foot in kind of both pools for a little while. And the closer they get to actually being able to quit their job, we get scared again because it's outside of our comfort zone. So that's yeah. very, that's a very normal fear. That's a very normal response because our brains are very archaic. So we don't like change. Typically we don't like to feel quote unquote unsafe. It's just that leaving your job is not the same as being attacked by a bear, but our exactly. response is the same. So, so there's, it's kind of a, a loaded thing. Um, what I will start by saying is that this is absolutely not one size fits all. It's just mm -hmm. not. Um, the first thing I think you have to look at is your risk tolerance. Um, are you someone who needs six months of savings in the bank or the buyout or the whatever? Um, so what's your risk tolerance? tolerance, high or low. Mm -hmm. I used to have an extremely low risk tolerance, which is not very entrepreneurial. All of my risk. Now I have a pretty high risk tolerance, which has come from proving to myself over and over again, that when I 
put myself out there or I make an investment or I whatever, that I am the kind of person who will figure it out or make it work or bounce back from a failure. And that Mm. comes from years of collecting information about myself and putting myself out there in business. I didn't have that when I started. Um, my personal story of leaving my job, I did start freelancing first. So I was, it was like the side hustle thing. You will have short-term sacrifices. I will absolutely Mm. not sugarcoat it to you and tell you that it's going to be easy. It is actually pretty simple. We love to make things harder than they have to be, Um, (laughs) but it doesn't mean that it's easy. I define pockets of time, lunch breaks, commutes, um, waking up early, staying up late. Like I had to make those sacrifices knowing that I had an end Mm. goal. The truth is the end goal for me felt really scary. Like I was making one, $2,000 a month and I was not actually any closer to quitting my job. Um, my audience knows my story very well. I actually left my job after a miscarriage. So it was our pregnancy was very unexpected. Um, we didn't know anything was wrong. I went in for a regular checkup. We found out, um, that we had lost the baby and that life, um, changed my life. It changed the trajectory of my life because in that moment, um, it was one of the lowest points in my life. I felt just so alone, even though I knew the statistics about miscarriage, especially at the time, it was not something women were talking about. Um, I used to make people very uncomfortable because for me, part of my healing process was talking about it. And I could just see people shut down. And I'm like, I don't know why you're uncomfortable. It didn't, it's not you, it's me, but okay. Um, and for me, what I heard in that moment, Robin was, you know, what are you going to do now? Like, what's your plan? Like what, like, you're not happy at your job. You've been doing all this stuff to leave your job and you're still more or less choosing to be unhappy. And so I actually walked in and quit my job one week after my miscarriage. And that's kind of my big story because, um, I think this happens to a lot of people. I've been to a lot of events. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I read a lot of books. Most people's greatness is born from despair. Like it's born from this hard place and don't compare your hard place to others. Um, I have mentors who lived in a car. I have, um, a, the person who actually introduced me to the world of business coaching. I'd never even heard of business coaching before her. She had declared bankruptcy, which her mom had done. And that was always her greatest fear that to her was the ultimate failure. And probably because she was so focused on avoiding it, it ended up happening to her. And I'm sitting here like, you know, I grew up in this middle-class family. Like I've never needed anything in my life. Like I had a miscarriage, like how can that be my thing? But that's my story. That was the thing that forced me to do something different. And it changed the trajectory, not only of my life, but now of tens of thousands of other people's lives, because I made that change. So I always tell people like, don't wait till you're at rock bottom to make a change. So that's my personal quit the job story. But again, so what's your risk tolerance? Um, the next would be, what are your resources? The reality is some of us have nothing. I have single parents in my community and they do not have anyone that they can count on. Um, Mm. I am very fortunate. I have very supportive parents and very supportive in-laws. And I'm not saying that I have access to their bank accounts, but the reality is if I hit financial hardship, I have people who in some capacity could probably support me, whether that's watching my children so I can go apply Mm. for jobs or like, you know what I mean? Like, what is your What's your risk? What's your resources? Um, and then set a plan. What, based on those two things, what is it going to require? Is it six months of savings? Is it one month of savings? If you have a high risk tolerance, which I do now, you might just need the fire in your belly. I mean, mm-hmm. I've made investments where I'm like, if I 
if I spend this $10,000, nothing will stop me from earning it back. Nothing. Like I work very well under pressure. Some mm-hmm. people don't. So I think there has to be some level of self-awareness to know what to do. Um, but at the end of the day, it's going to require you to get uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You have to acknowledge that your fears are not just yours. They are fairly universal. Um, another thing for me, Robin, that almost held me back was we were on my family's health insurance or my, uh, employer's health insurance. Oh. So we were on my, my, which I know is not necessarily a thing for you, uh, in Canada. Oh, it's still a thing. <laughs> it's still a thing. Okay. Well, it's a big thing here in the United States. So, um, you know, we, we, we were on my insurance. Um, my husband was also self-employed at the time. And so oh. when I was quitting my job and so like 401ks or saving for like, it felt impossible because I didn't have that knowledge. What I know now is I was not the first person to have to figure this out. I was Mm -hmm. not the first person with these challenges. So again, go back to your resources, be Mm -hmm. resourceful who has figured this out. What are your choices shop around rather than just having this block of like, well, that feels hard. So I'm not going to do it. Like avoiding it or not understanding it is not going to get you closer to leaving your job go on a fact finding mission, get the information and look at your choices and then make a decision. Um, one thing I know for sure, there's lots of research on this, um, successful people are decisive. So make a decision and then take action towards that decision. Oh my gosh. You just said so much. It's so good. And here's, here's the highlight that I heard you say. And actually I say it to parents all the time, parents who, you know, think they want to change, maybe not sure if they want to, you know, actually change how they parent. You're already uncomfortable. So choose your uncomfortable. You can be uncomfortable and stay exactly where you are, or you can be uncomfortable trying something new with a world of possibilities, right? So choose your uncomfortable. Yeah. Totally. And I, and I, I love the idea of risk tolerance resources. And here's the thing you are there to hold people's hands, to guide them through this whole process in the work that you do. So you don't have to do this alone, right? That's the whole reason you have the free mama movement is so that if I'm sitting here and if you're listening and you're feeling inspired, I don't know how you couldn't be inspired by Lauren and what she talks about is, um, is that she's there for you if you want to do this. Right. So what is your program? Like, I just want to know, um, I don't really know that much about it, to be honest. So tell me, tell me for there. I would love to, (laughs) well, we have several ways that we can help people. Um, and I'll actually start with the most affordable, which is free. Um, so go check out free mama TV. That's my YouTube channel. There Mm -hmm. are over a hundred videos. I've been producing it for years. And this is not like, you know, I'm going to tell you one thing but then you're like, you got 50 more questions. Now you will, if you're brand new, because that's just the way the mind works as we open up to new things. Um, but like, I don't have any secrets. Like there's no, you can, uh, it is 2022. Like you can learn anything you want on the internet. And that includes what Robin teaches you. So it just, information is out there. When you are looking for something that's free, you have to be more proactive and disciplined to find the information and to mm-hmm. implement it. Okay. Um, but there are lots of free resources. Like I said, we're going to give you that, that, that checklist as well. So I produce a lot of content that's there to help you get started. Um, like I told you, as far as risk tolerance, like for me, the fastest way to get me to do something new and scary and put myself out there is to make an investment, which really is betting on myself. Um, it's not just betting on myself though. It's betting that the person that I'm giving my money to is ahead of me and has the answers and the resources to help me get there 
faster. Um, yeah. I believe that both coaching as well as courses and programming and trainings and all the events, all of these different resources that are out there, both online and in person, they're there to help you collapse time. So it's, do you want this problem solved a year from now, or do you want it solved a month from now? And mm -hmm. that's what can happen when we're able to work together. So I have a program called the free mama movement. Um, and it follows my freedom framework. Freedom is an acronym. It's also a word that is very important to me because, um, while I'm very much known for helping people make money for, from home. Um, I'm actually not economically motivated at all. I'm very freedom motivated. Uh, some people yeah. call it a lifestyle entrepreneur. Um, my husband actually yesterday just bought another RV. Um, we have spent the last two summers in an RV traveling around the country. We sold it in the fall and like, we couldn't even make it one year without one because, um, for us, part of how our family defines freedom is travel and adventure and movement. It's very important to us. And it's something that never would have been possible if we didn't become self-employed and self-reliant. Um, I know we look at jobs as secure against uh, the pandemic kind of rattled that belief though, too. A lot of people were laid off. A lot of people were furloughed. And so, um, you know, when you are a service provider on your own, you can diversify your revenue streams. You can have different clients like, and, and you have more freedom. So I digress. Freedom is an acronym. It stands for foundation relationships, exposure, expertise, discipline, overcoming obstacles and momentum. Mm -hmm. And my program will walk you through all of those different steps and how to do that. So it is very much how to make money from home, how to be a successful freelancer and learn these actual skills, how to have sales conversations, which feels scary to a lot of people who first come into my audience. A lot of women are in very heart-centered careers. You know, we have lots of teachers, lots of nurses. Think about the female-dominated industries. Sales can feel intimidating to us because there's been so many negative messages out there around sales, and we've all had a negative sales experience. Yeah. The reality is we are all salespeople. If you have ever been on a date, if you are married, if you have a best friend, like you <laughs> have persuaded someone to like, and listen to you. And that's really all that we're doing. So we break it down. We make it really not scary because it doesn't have to be. Um, and my program will give you all of those things that feel unknown, right? We're going to answer those questions that you don't even know to ask because you don't know what you don't know. But we're yeah. going to give you the tools, the templates, the contracts, the proposed, like you're going to get access to all of these like tangible resources and how to use them as well. Um, and what really makes us different from other options out there on the internet, because I'm, you know, there's lots of people who can teach you how to do this, um, but we're very infused with two things. Number one is the hat, the lens of motherhood that you mm. don't stop being a mom because you decide to be a freelancer and you can be a freelancer because being a mom is not the only hat that you should be wearing. So yeah. there's this really great balanced perspective of like how to navigate starting your own virtual business as a parent that you won't find other places. Um, so that's one thing that we do. The other is really this, this freedom idea, this idea of, you know, how do you not just trade a nine to five for a freelancing business, but how do you build your business in a way where you're actually able to still live and enjoy your life um, and really maximize your input so that you can get done faster. You can make more money more quickly, still delivering high value to the people that you're serving, but also make sure that you have time to actually go live your life. <laughs> oh my goodness. What, you know, for, for me, what really changed in my life was my, my dad died when he was 73. And I thought, wow, if I were to work all the way up until I'm 65, 
I don't even have 10 years, you know, if, if, if I was him, I thought I can't wait to live my life and do work that is aligned with my values. So I, I am picking up what you're putting down big time, you know, um, and, and I can verify you protect your time very, uh, very carefully. I know you do. And so that freedom piece, you're not just talking about it. You're really living it too. And I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, we end up putting everything into our business and, um, we you're, you're right as, as a mom, whether you're working or not, you, you do want to wear more hats than just the mom hat. I totally agree with that. So, um, I love that. And I want to, I wanted to share one little quick story. And that is that, um, when I was at a point in my business where I needed some more help, I actually hired one of your free mama movement members. So Carla has been an assistant of mine and helped me do a bunch of stuff. And she was working in a toxic work environment. She, you know, I mean, I would say there was bullying. There was, you know, just not a good situation for her at all. She hated every minute of it. Um, and it was so great because she was Canadian. She lives in the same province as me. So we, she, we actually met and, um, and she was, she, I, I wanted to hire her full time and she wasn't ready yet. And now she has finally left her, her, her full-time job. She, um, she has a few clients that she is a VA for, and she's able to be there for her son. I love her to death. She is such a value to me. I just love her. And, um, and so she's one of those success stories that I've experienced because when it came to needing a VA, the first person I talked to was you, because I knew that you had the best and the best trained people out there. So just wanted you to, just wanted you to know that. (laughs) And she's been around, I mean, this was, I know this was last year, but she, I think had even been around a little bit longer inside of my community, if I'm remembering correctly too. And so there's a really good chance that she had never even heard of a virtual assisting before she came in. So I say that because if you're listening and this still feels new to you, I want you to know that there is a learning curve with everything. Um, I go over to my aunt and uncle's house. We'll actually be there this weekend because my cousin's in town from college and they, she is a judge and her husband's an attorney. And I always can only understand like 60% of their conversation. My (laughs) parents are both licensed for real estate. I only understand 60% of their conversation. Like I might talk about marketing or the internet or like websites or whatever. And like, you're going to come in and there's going to be things you hear that are unfamiliar. But what I want you to know Mm -hmm. is I would say 90% of people who come into our Facebook group, they just start paying attention. They're learning about freelancing and, and it's easy to get intimidated. And I just want you to kind of like check those feelings at the door and just like remind yourself, mm-hmm. like, I might not know this yet. Like, oh, I, I don't that. understand all of this yet because I'm, I'm pretty sure Carla probably hadn't heard of virtual assisting yet. And now she's doing it and it replaced her job. And she is actually not a unique story in our community. That mm. is very common. This is, like I said, one of the reasons I'm so passionate about freelancing versus the many other way, you know, blogging, network marketing, um, e-commerce, like it's not that those don't work. I just, I really believe with every cell in my body that freelancing is the Mm. fastest, most reliable way to change your situation. If you are in a situation that is no longer serving you, your family and your goals. 
I completely agree for many reasons that you didn't even mention. One is that there are so many toxic workplaces out there, which is why there is a great resignation. Also, from my perspective on things, our kids are watching us. And this generation of kids is saying, I do not want what you have. I do not want a boss that treats me like garbage. I do not want to be so stressed out. I don't want to be on my phone for work all day. Maybe I want to be on my phone all day, but not for work. You know, I don't want to feel like I have to work at night and miss out on weekends and all this kind of stuff. They're looking at that and saying, oh, hell no, I am not doing that. So there needs to be a shift in the workplace. And there also is there also is a change in the way that we are not necessarily going and doing that same, uh, the, the school, then the, then the college, then the marriage, then the kid, then the, uh Oh, you know, that doesn't necessarily fit with this generation of kids either. So we all collectively need to look at the work that we do in a completely different way. So what you're doing is really on the leading edge of, of this new shift that I'm seeing from where I am and from the, what we're seeing, you know, in the business world right now. Well, I really appreciate you saying that because, um, I want to be really super clear that it's not easy. Again, it's not easy to go against the status quo. I can look back now on like Lauren in her late twenties. And I'm like sold. Like I, I do not care what people think about my choices. I do not, I do not subscribe to the like normal that I did in my early twenties. Like I am so beyond that. Um, but as a parent, uh, my husband and I have actually been talking about this a lot lately is we are still having trouble breaking that mold when it comes to our children. It's Mm. just, it's so embedded in us from such a young age of this is right. And this is what's accepted. And this is what you should do. That even though my husband and I can like go get an RV and we can go travel and whatever we've like, we've thought about pulling them out of school and that feels scary. And we've thought about, you know, being total nomad, like, and it's, it's just really interesting how it's like, we've talked about my husband and I are going to be great empty nesters because we <laughs> share the same values yeah. personally, but it's like, can we do that? Like with our kids, it's almost like we need permission of like, can we do that? And we've really been talking about how, when we are not living our values and we're not living our values in alignment with each other, is that really serving our kids? Because we, we fight more and we have disagreements about how to parent and whatever. And we're like, if we just kind of did what we agree and we're happy and we're modeling what it looks like to do these things, what, which is better, right? Like we're probably going to mess up our kids anyway. I think we can all agree that like nobody does it perfectly. We all have challenges. We all, whatever. Um, but it's, it's just really interesting. So I appreciate you saying that because I feel on the parenting, like, I'm like, I've got me figured out. I've got business figured out. And I'm, I'm still, I, I don't know that there is a perfect parent, but we, we are, um, constantly having conversations about how do we continue to reconcile this kind of for the next generation? Like, um, it is, it's really interesting, but there's no doubt about it that the pandemic has shifted work for forever. Um, because people can't unsee what they've seen. Yeah. And, and I echo what you're saying. It is scary. And it is scary to think, you know, maybe my, maybe I don't need to worry about my child going to university. Maybe they'll be fine without it. You know, why am I so focused on that? Do they need that? You know, I, I, and, and I have a bad example with, with the way my dad was, he was like, yeah, so you got a bachelor of arts. So what, 
<laughs> what does that mean? What can you do? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, well, it's not a bad point. So, I mean, there are other ways and I think embracing other ways. And what that does is it allows us as parents to honor who our child is. Our For kids sure. are going to want to go to university. Most of them will. And then there are some that won't. And you've got to check in with yourself. Like, what is that about for me? You know, am I running my own agenda? Is this because I'm worried that if they don't go, what does that mean for them? What does that mean for me? Have I failed them? You know, like all that, all that stuff. And it sounds like you have very accomplished family who are academic as well. I mean, a judge and a a lawyer and then, you know, real estate agents. Sure. You don't necessarily need university for that, but still like they are the black sheep. My husband and I being self-employed, everyone's like, they think they're like, are you guys, are you staying? And I'm like, yeah. I mean, we're, we're good. Fine. We're fine. Yeah. We're all right. We're all right. But yeah. it's so interesting. And what you were kind of touching on, but the cliche is like, our kids don't do what we say, they do what we do. And one of the things that I'm really um, excited about is I love what you said. And, and I have three children and they are all very different. And we can speculate and predict maybe the path Mm. we think that they're starting to go down and love them and support them for that path. My kids are 10, eight and five. So we've got a long way to go. Their path is long. Um, (laughs) but one of the things that we are doing is we want to equip them with certain skills. This is the business side of things. We won't talk values and whatever, but with the, with skills that will hopefully make them better, no matter which path they choose and no matter where they go. Um, and what's really cool is when you become self-employed, you start your own business. There are actually tax benefits to doing this as well. So just this year, we actually hired Daphne. She's my 10 year old. Um, we are able to write off and I think deduct, I think it's don't quote me on this. I'd have to read the email for my CPA, but I believe up to $6,000. So I can pay her up to 12. I think that is all deductible because she is only earning up to $12,000. She doesn't have to pay taxes on it. I get to deduct the taxes I would pay for paying for paying her. I'm building her a savings like oh my gosh. at this age. Um, and then I think there's like one other bit. Oh, I think we can then invest up to $6,000 in like a Roth IRA for her from that as well, all tax free. Now, again, I'm not a CPA. Here's your disclaimer. Here's your whatever consult, your <laughs> CPA. but this is one of those things that you can't do this when you're an employee, but because I'm a business owner and I'm on payroll, I can put her on payroll. And now we, and again, this is all in the United States as well. So again, consult yeah, your tax professional, but there are really cool things that, so not only does it benefit me as a taxpayer, it is cool for me to teach her as a parent it is setting mm-hmm. her up for future financial success. Plus when we can have these conversations, we're improving her financial literacy and I'm not paying her just for fun. Her title is director of distribution. I make her send out my t-shirts and my, my, I help her of course, but she does all the packing, all the labeling, all the stuffing. I do damage control. Um, I will say that they do look like a 10 year old packed them. So I always tell my students, like, if you get something in the tape is like, just know that was Daphne, like it's whatever, but it's teaching her it's building this work ethic and she has the drive to go in and do it because she knows she's being compensated. And, and so she, we set goals for her, like what, you know, how much do you need to earn? What's this thing Mm. that you want? So it's, it's really been a, uh, cool transition this year as a business owner and parent to start to teach her these things. Do I know if she will be an entrepreneur? I have no idea. And that's not really the point. There's so much other value that comes from it. 
would I be mad if she became self-employed? No. Would I be mad if she could figure out a way to pay for her own college? If that's something that she decided to do, I think that'd be a pretty darn cool story. Wow. I love that so much. And you are, you were teaching her skills of money management, you know, um, having a goal, achieving that goal, earning all of that stuff, how to have a bank account at 10 years old. That's Mm -hmm. pretty incredible. Yeah. She can't even have a debit card yet. She's not old enough. (laughs) That is ahead of the curve. (laughs) That is so funny. But the other thing that you're doing from my perspective is you're spending time with her, right? She gets validation. She gets appreciation, right? She gets connection. And those are some of the core needs that every child has. And so you are building this beautiful relationship with her at the same time. And I will tell you what I know is the most important thing is for our kids to feel that they have a deep connection with their parents, that they can come to them at any time that they've done something bad, naughty or wrong. And our parents are not there to shame us, criticize us. They're just there to help us work it out. And when we have those kinds of relationships, it means that we can be resilient. Our kids can be resilient and they can navigate the world with strong emotional intelligence as well, because we honor their emotions and who they truly are. That's what makes kids thrive. That is what makes kids thrive. Not that they got an A on the test. It is what is happening relationship wise with connection. It really is everything. So I love that you're doing that. You are walking the walk and talking the talk as well. And I want to give you one last little thing because we talked about this earlier and for all the free mamas who are considering this, who are free mamas, I want to, I want to tell you a really great way to disconnect from your work. So I'm going to tell you this in two minutes. Okay. So one of the things that we do is as an entrepreneur myself, as a former corporate marketer, it was really hard to actually put work aside and then be with my kids, especially when they were younger, because they're very needy. And I also really want, I had something to prove at work and really wanted to be really great at my job. So what, what we need to do is we need to, and I bet you do this, Lauren, I bet you do this is to have a defined and and maybe day to day, the time changes, but whatever, whatever day it is today, today is Friday have a defined end of your day, a time that is sacred, that is non-negotiable, that you're going to end your day. And the reason why you do that is for one, it, it holds you accountable, but for two, we are using Parkinson's law, which says that the amount of time you need to get work done expands for the amount of time that you give it. So if you give yourself a week to do a project, it's going to take you a week. If you give yourself a day or you only have a day, it's going to take a day and you're going to focus. You're going to work hard. You're going to get it done within that day because that's all the time you have. So as you have that time coming closer and closer every minute, you know, around two o'clock, three o'clock, you're going to say, okay, I got to hustle. I got to focus. I got to focus all notifications off, turn my phone off, whatever it is. I'm going to focus so that I can be off And it feels good when you get to that point and you're like, yep, I can just clean off my desk. I'm good. Then instead of going straight to your family, you need to just take a moment. And I'm not talking minutes. I'm talking a minute, maybe two, like a short amount of time to just check in with yourself because there's a lot going on at work, at business. And I want you to just check in with yourself and see how you're feeling. Acknowledge it, name it, and don't judge it. So yeah, I'm feeling agitated. I am. I'm feeling really agitated or I'm feeling energized. Maybe I'm feeling energized. Maybe I'm feeling tired, whatever, positive, negative, notice it, acknowledge it, name it. 
and sit with it for a moment. And then set an intention for how you want to show up for your family. Like, I want to listen more and talk less. My intention is to be present with them no matter what. My intention is to not pick a fight, to not take my daughter's disrespectful attitude personally, right? My intention is to ask why when they say no to me, right? Whatever it is. And then if you can take another moment is to visualize the way it's going to go the rest of the day, how you're going to show up, how if conflict comes your way, how you're going to dissolve it. And it works so well because where your intention goes and where your intention is set, your thoughts, your words, and your actions and reactions will follow. So that is the really short version of how to really disconnect. But if you want to be more intentional and you want to get more work done, so you're more productive at work and more peaceful at home, that's how you do it. So I hope that helps everybody listening. I hope that helps you too. Yes, that was beautiful. I have a confession. I don't do that exactly. Um, I do. I am, like you said, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty disciplined focused individual. Um, I'm a massive fan of time blocking. So while I don't necessarily go, this is the end of my day. I am pretty disciplined to, I have an hour for this. That is that time when that hour ends. Um, and I use one calendar for work and for business. It does mean my team knows what I'm doing pretty much all the time, which is totally fine. and makes for some actually really funny conversations sometimes. (laughs) Um, but I'm very true to living to my calendar. And that includes white space right before this, I'm in exercise clothes because I was at yoga right before, like, so I block the downtime. I block the personal time, like, and it all goes in one space so I can see it. Even if it's Mm. sit outside on the patio and read a book or go take a shower. Like I literally put it in my calendar. And so, um, while it's not a very clear, like this is this is the end of work versus personal, because sometimes for me, I come and go, you know, I've got my youngest home some days. So I'm kind of going back and forth. It's not, it's not quite so linear. Um, I do have the boundaries that you're referencing. I think it's really about having those boundaries. And if I can really quickly add one thing, that would be amazing. Um, which for me, my biggest piece of advice, I think is also in alignment with boundaries, which is one of my favorite words. My three favorite words are communication, expectations, boundaries, big fan boundaries. When we're talking about boundaries, you were talking kind of time boundaries. There's also physical boundaries. So for me, one of the best ways for me to make sure that I'm showing up best in my work and as a mom is I have to have a physical divide of space between Mm. where I work and where I quote unquote parent. Um, and so I was sharing with you, I'm in my husband's office today because we realized that my current physical boundary was no longer working. I had, um, like sliding barn doors. The space was right off the kitchen. Um, it was just, it was my boundaries will be, were being infiltrated a lot. And I was finding myself feeling upset quite a bit. And so we literally like walked our entire house. We talked about my husband and I switching. We talked about like, we brainstormed what are all of the options. We came up with the best one and it is now moving weekend. I'm finding a new physical boundary. Um, I understand not everybody has the same space and availability. And so it might be a corner of the kitchen table. It might be Mm -hmm. setting up a small desk in your bedroom, like work with what you have, but try to find a space that when I'm in this space, I am working, make sure everybody knows and understands it and can respect it to the best of their age abilities, understanding, um, and know when you're not in that space, 
you should not be working. Um, and I'm not going to say that I do this perfectly. There are times I have to respond to a message at the kitchen counter or do whatever. Um, things do come up. But for the most part, I really try to hold true to the boundaries that I set. And again, make sure everybody's on the same page and then let my kids hold me. Hey, mom, your, your laptop's on the kitchen counter. What are you doing? You know what? You're right. Or this is a weird case. It's an emergency. I need five minutes in five minutes, you will have my attention or in five minutes, I'll get Love back it. to, you know, just being really clear about those things. But yeah, yeah. I think that is so good. And in fact, my husband works from home too. He's the world's so does mine. <laughs> yeah. He's the world's loudest talker too. I don't know if you have that. So we, no, we I am the world's loudest talker. <laughs> <in our family. laughs> he is 100%. Um, and he actually is facing me in these two rooms that we have. We've taken our dining room and we've taken the front sort of sitting room. This is the office I'm in. He's in the, the, the dining room. And uh, yeah, so we had to install doors. So you're absolutely right. And yep. I don't come in my office unless I'm working. And I love this room. I love this space. But yeah, you're absolutely right. One thing that I will say is as professionals, we always are going to have thoughts of work. And so, you know, like you said, sometimes your laptop is on the table. I just use notes. I will write it down so that I can forget about it and then come back yes. to it, you know, so that I yes. don't have yes. to go to my phone, go to my computer, yes. that I can stay more present. So yep. uh, without and, losing the idea, because I exactly, think yeah. us out, right? So we capture it and exactly. then that way we're able to move on. I do the same thing. I yeah, love it, it. it's it's in fact, the times where I'm more present that I actually get the idea, yeah, the idea. sort of the downloads. Right. Yeah. And I will say that it doesn't mean you don't go back to work later, but it just gives you permission to end now. And then look, if you need to check email when your kids are in bed or when they're watching a show, like go for it. But I just want there to be some, you know, determination of when you want to end. And yes, that yep. is more for a nine to five kind of a, an idea or whatever, but you're, you're right. There are all different shapes and sizes to the day. Regardless, you are amazing. I am so happy that You're we had this conversation. So the 99 skills checklist is all about the different kinds of jobs that you could do. And I'm looking at it right now, like everything, like you can be hired for things like, um, adding intros and outros to videos and podcasts, scheduling tweets, creating and managing LinkedIn profiles. So you've got administrative design, social media management. And by the way, these are not all uh, tech marketing, organization, writing. So there are so many opportunities and you've got 99 on this document that is in the toolbox. Go to www.parent-toolbox.com, download it from there and Lauren, we can find you at Free Mama TV. Where else can we find you? Yeah, my favorite place to hang out is inside of our free Facebook group. So you can search the Free Mama Movement on Facebook. You'll find us. Um, I'm incredibly active in the group. Introduce yourself. Tag me if you have any questions. It's it is um, an unbelievably supportive community. There are no dumb questions. We we not only myself and my team, but I promise you it's been cultivated in a way that everyone who's in there will be there ready to help you and, and serve you. That's so awesome. And everything about Lauren and all of the links to, to where you can find her are in the show notes. So thank you so much for being here. And thank you for making a difference in the lives of these mamas so that we can have better families and kids that grow up and really do thrive and have businesses that make us happy and make us money. That's great. Thank you so Thanks much for having me. 
Thank you for listening to this edition of my podcast, Parenting Our Future. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone who you think might also need to hear this message. And don't forget to subscribe. And if you like my work, I'd be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating. For those of you who like my content and want more, visit me at yellingcurebook.com to get your copy of my book and to find other resources to help you. Until next time, I am wishing you and your family peace and connection.